0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Mike Warraby, the head of the University of Arizona's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. Welcome back, Mike. Thanks, Tim. Good to be back. You've been studying the genetics of the coronavirus responsible for COVID-19 in samples from patients in Arizona. What have you learned so far?
1: We've uh, been doing some sequencing in my lab, and I've been collaborating with people up at NAU and TGen North. We've got more than 100 genomes from uh, the virus across patients in Arizona, and we're seeing a few interesting things. One of the first questions I wanted to answer was whether the transmission of this virus in Arizona might trace all the way back to the first known COVID-19 patient in in Arizona who was an ASU student back mid-late January. One question was, is there like a a cluster of branches that go back to that uh, virus that that patient in January had? The answer to that is no. So there's no indication that that first patient uh, passed the virus on successfully to other people. And that is different than what we saw in Washington State, where a very early important uh, discovery was that it looked like the virus was transmitting from the time that uh, first patient in Seattle uh, in uh, mid-January arrived. So that's good news in, in some sense and is probably reflected in the lower number of deaths that we've seen in the state so far. The other interesting pattern is we, we do find uh, one really big transmission chain. So this is a big related f- cluster of branches on the, uh, on the evolutionary tree. Uh, and that one we can trace all the way back to early March or maybe even into February. So we don't have samples that go back to February, but we can infer from the evolutionary tree that this branch had an ancestor back in February, meaning there's been community transmission of the virus in the state probably as far back as February, and long before we started taking these social distancing measures.
0: Do you know who the original uh, patient was in February? Do you know where they got it from?
1: No, again, uh, what we do is we take sequences from people All of these are sampled in March and April. Uh, We compare them and we find that they're all related and had an ancestor, but uh, we don't know who had that virus, uh, where they were. We can tell something about where that virus came from. It's very closely related to viruses that are circulating in Europe. Uh, And so this was not a a direct from China transmission event. This was something that uh, made it here from Europe um, and again, long before we had our uh, sort of pulled up the drawbridge.
0: How does knowing how the virus is transmitting within Arizona, how does that help us attack the disease?
1: Um, some of the things you can do with uh, with these genomes, uh, once you get enough of them, uh, are pretty useful uh, in terms of the epidemiology. So we'll be able to estimate sort of the the early doubling time of the epidemic from these gene sequences before these measures that we now have in place took hold. We have enough to do those. We, we're, we're just starting those calculations now. And then a couple of weeks from now, we'll be able to compare the estimated doubling time after we started doing social distancing and so it can be very useful to see the impact of, of these measures.
0: You talked about there being one big cluster that may have had an ancestor in Europe. How many clusters do you identify in a uh, hundred patients from Arizona? Is it just everybody has one out of three or four, or are there fifty different clusters?
1: We're seeing evidence for at least five separate entries of this virus and. Probably quite a few more than that. And other other lineages that we see in, in Arizona, you can trace back to other places like Washington State that had early outbreaks.
0: Thanks for talking with us, Mike.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on again, Tim.
0: This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.